When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. From Learfield in the south end zone of Kyle Field, this is Studio 12. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, this is Studio 12. Studio 12, Friday, south end zone of Kyle Field. We're taking you into the weekend, and it's a busy one. Just across Wellborn Road on the West Campus over at Reed Arena. A&M men's basketball Saturday, A&M women's basketball on Sunday. Will Johnson... With Andrew Monaco, look who's come crawling back after sleeping in on Wednesday. Apparently, I just woke up, yeah. <laughs> according to you two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're glad you did. You're glad you made the time. <laughs> you had reason to sleep in on Wednesday, though, because you had a really good but late Tuesday. But Dr. John Thornton and I, we, you know, we celebrated a little longer. That's just the way it is. You need to <laughs> after that. It's a good win. I mean, you hit a, a three-pointer with one second to go to win on the road to on start the... SEC play. Yeah. You gotta have some appreciation and celebration for that. Absolutely, can't last too long because it's just the first <laughs> SEC game. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. we were we were joking with one another. It's like, yeah, this was fun. And you know how we always relive games after after a game. We keep we keep talking about it. And then John and I looked at one another. And go, now you just have to go do it again. <laughs> Right. 17 more times. That's exactly Seven, right. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's exactly right. <laughs> but what a start. What a way to get started. Yeah, it was so interesting because uh, after the game, I was looking at, and I gave him credit. And we, we don't always do this on the show. We gave Evan Roberts some credit. Mm. Uh, his game notes, it was the first time A&M as a member of the SEC won its opening 
road conference game. Hadn't done that as a member of the league. And I think that just shows you how hard it is to do, to win on the road in league play. And I think there's some joy and relief from that game because I was so relieved that Marcus Williams hit the shot because it would have hurt so bad to fall in that one when you had had the advantage for so much. Yeah, I mean, this team was up 17 on the road Mm -hmm. in the second half. They're up 18 on the road towards the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. That's that you got a glimpse of what they do really well. You you turn it over. You're going to pay. It's that simple. You're 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 going to do that. So just that little segment, if the Aggies play in that broken floor, and this is what John Thornton always likes to bring up, they will run with one another. You know you're going to get rewarded for running the floor with these point guards once you turn the ball over. You also saw that, you know what, they gave up that 17-point lead in the second half. How did that happen? They allowed Georgia to get and score in the paint. So now that's something that you have to work on because all teams in the SEC can get in the paint. They can do it in different ways. They can do Some are going to pound the bigs and, and get in the paint. The paint is vital to the success for Texas A&M on offense and on defense. But at no point did you see panic. At no point did you not see the trust in one another. At no point did you not see Everybody contribute. And that's what John and I were talking about afterwards. You take out anybody's performance, they don't win. Any single performance, they don't win. From whether it was this bucket, whether it was this block shot earlier in the game, whether it was this offensive rebound. And that's the way this team is built. It's not one guy carries the rest of the team, shut him down, Aggies are done. It's very much team. And with that, Will, comes trust i think they have trust in one another and do you think uh, because the aggies can do it with so many guys it can be a different guy each night or a different two or three guys each night do you think it's headaches for opponents mm-hmm. yeah i, I do. would think they're kind of hard to prepare I do. for i do uh look one thing you learn throughout basketball who's the guy at the top of the scouting report for a and m would it not be quentin jackson Right? He's coming in, leading scorer, had just come off 31 against Central Arkansas. He's at the top of that scouting report. Obviously, a Boots Radford because of his experience. Now, you adjust to that in that role. Sometimes you're in that, sometimes you're not. And the better you play, now your name rises on that scouting report. It was something that Buzz talked about after, after, after Tuesday. But to me, the danger becomes for the, for the opposition – that scattering report, you may not be at the top, but this guy in the middle is going to hurt you. And mm-hmm. this guy, this is this is what I've always liked about Quentin coming off the bench. Who matches him off the other team's bench? Mm-hmm. It's a hard match. Now, Boots Radford, with the experience, is going to draw – go to Andre Gordon. You know that Andre Gordon is going to pick up the best guard for the other team. That's what he's going to do defensively. He's owned that. He, he, he wants that. Two, t- two things to your point. Who do we stop? You, you, we're going to put our best defender on whom? Now you're putting your second, third, fourth best defender on someone who can score for A&M. Mismatch A&M. And that's what Boots Radford did in that game. Bad defender on him. Boots made him pay by getting to the hoop twice in a row. He identified the mismatch, took advantage of it. 
The other thing is, Will, these teams have not seen the defense that Texas A&M plays. Oh, yeah. You get a look at it, but you don't always until you experience it. It's something you haven't seen throughout your non-conference, things like that. The other, I'm going to flip it now. I'm not sure, and I'll, and I'll ask them uh, before tomorrow's game, the speed of an Aaron Cook, the speed of a Cario Aquendo to be able to get to the hoop. Remember what Dave always tells us in football? You don't know speed until he's running by you, and then you realize how fast it <laughs> is, right? We always joke with Devon A. He can't be that late. fast, right? He can't be that fast. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's past you, right? Yeah. You have to adjust to that. That's what the Aggies had to do with those guys and the, their, their experience and their speed and the speed with the basketball. But then the, but then the Aggies' opposition has to understand – and adjust to the Aggies' relentlessness, the extra pass, the one more. But also, boy, you get Marcus Williams. He turns the corner. Now what's he going to do? Because he can score or he can give you that pocket pass because Andre Gordon's running the baseline. Q is running a baseline. Henry Coleman III might be running the baseline. You can't take away just that jump shot because he can get to the rim. He can stop and pull up or he can give you the pocket pass for an assist. You can look at that on tape until you have to guard it now. That's that's the that's the thing advantage Texas A&M has that confidence of okay, you've stopped me. I'm giving it up because I have no problem. That's in our DNA. I have no problem making one more pass and allowing my teammate to shine because now he's going to take a shot in a spot where he wants the basketball. Yeah, so the the Aggies it all came together in Athens earlier this week on Tuesday night. A&M wins it 81-79 to over Georgia to get their first SEC win in their first try. You mentioned tomorrow. It's at Reed Arena. It's at noon. It's against Arkansas. Arkansas, I guess a bit of a surprise loser. I'm surprised 0-2. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. Well, yeah, I, I meant the Vanderbilt oh, game, yeah. but they're 0-2, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I, the Vandy getting that win at Arkansas yeah. was at 16, in a, 16 home games in a row. Mm-hmm. They they had won. Yeah, uh, Arkansas, tough tough place to win. Mm-hmm. Very tough place to win. So it's it's what do you get with Arkansas? Are they struggling or are they the wounded animal that's gonna just about to throw everything they have at you at Reed Arena at noon tomorrow? You have to assume the wounded animal, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You, you prepare pres- for that. Yeah, because they've got a they've got a, a flat out scorer. And JT Note. They've got a dynamic point guard, the transfer from Miami, and, uh, and Chris Likes. That becomes um, – and, and he's been coming off the bench. Now, who's, who starts who's coming off the bench? That's kind of been uh, uh, juggled a little bit. But, I mean, a, a typical Arkansas team, they play with pace. And that's what I liked about Tuesday is even when the ball went through the hoop – and the Aggies were taking it out from underneath their own basket. There was still that pace. You know they can run off the rebound, but they were doing it out of the basket. You see that pace as well. But Arkansas's DNA, they don't shoot as many threes as they have in the past. I, I shouldn't say that. They're not making as many threes as they have in the past. Now, they don't have Moody any longer. Moses Moody's now in the NBA. Desi Sills has transferred. Isaiah Joe is in the NBA. But Note can score. They, the, Eric Musselman's always going to have a team that's going to play with pace. They're going to push it. They will also defend. They don't turn the ball over. For the style that they play, they really don't turn it over. But what I love about the Aggie defense is it's not a gambling defense that if they don't get that turnover, they can't defend. It's very much five on a string. But I'm with you. I I think it's wounded animal. 
They're going to be giving it their best. But for A&M, the collection of this is what we did on Tuesday. Now it's our first home game, but just continue to play. John Thornton says this, you be you. The Aggies just have to be them. Trust that. Play to that kind of confidence. Do what you do best. And back to your original joke, do it 17 more times <laughs> in the conference. In some ways we're serious, but in some ways we're also, hey, to just run through 18 games. Yes. The SEC. We, we get that far easier said than to actually right. go do it. But uh, Before we go to break, you brought up something with Arkansas, and I kind of wanted to change it over to A&M. Maybe Arkansas wasn't shooting as well as, as perhaps they have in the past. But over to A&M, do you think they're shooting better? Yeah. Than maybe they have in the past. Oh, way, team. way. I mean. Yeah, the ball's going through the hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember what it used to be, and I, and and I'm I'm not saying anything that Buzz hasn't hasn't told us. The object of their offense in the past was to get it on the rim, because then we get a chance at an offensive rebound. Yeah, second chance points. Yeah. This this uh, this one more, and the reason why we say that is, if you turn down a shot from your spot, you're going to get questioned. We put you. We ran this play for you to be in this spot, and it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't have to be just one person. They're taking shots in games that they practice. This is where I want the ball. This is where I need the ball. And if it, two things always happen, are you in your spot, and what kind of pass are you getting? You, it's hard to make a shot when you have to go down to your ankles and pick up a bad pass. Then the defense it changes everything. That one more keeps their defense having to scramble a little bit, but you've got guys in their spots, whether it's the corner, whether it's the wing, top of the arc if it's for three, or going inside if they have to. Yeah, the ball is definitely going in. And we were saying, are they are they this good, a three-point shooting team? Well, you know what? Through 14 games, yes, they are. It's it's hard to sustain through 14 games. You right. Don't, you don't just it's not a fluke. consistently shoot it well all the time. Right. Most teams don't. Right. But I think 14 games is enough of a sample size yeah. to say they're, like you said, they're a pretty good yeah. shooting team. And I, so. and I think it's because they're getting the ball where they want to get it. It's mm-hmm. not the defense dictating you've got to take this shot late in the shot clock, not in a spot you want. There's that early offense that they can get, and you know your field goal percentage goes up if you force a turnover, broken floor, and it's a dunk. That's really good for your field goal percentage. <laughs> but but <laughs> also they're, they're very good late in the clock as well. Again, back to that no panic. They know how much time. They've got that clock in their head, and everybody trusts, okay, if we have to use 29 of the 30 seconds, then we will. But they're getting spots where they want to shoot, not where the defense is making them shoot it. All right. Studio 12 is underway on this Friday. Will and Andrew with you on the other side of the break. Matt Simon comes crawling back. He must have had a meeting or something. I think he's got one coming up. I think it might be a preempted appearance mm-hmm. for Matt Simon. Today yeah. to you know those meetings yeah. that he has to attend to. Meetings. But he's going to crawl back here in the next segment, but he may crawl out of here early True. today. So. Yep. So. Air, air quote meeting? Air way. quote meeting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't see him, but we're doing it right here inside Studio 12. And we're back in a bit on The Zone. Welcome back, Aggies, to the south end zone of Kyle Field. And, folks, College Station just got a whole lot more comfortable. Mizzen and Maine is known for making the world's best performance fabric dress shirt, but now they've got something comfortable for every hanger in your closet. Shop their workday and weekend clothing that includes pants, polos, and pullovers at mizzenandmaine.com. 
So Matt Simon, yeah, here he is. He's come crawling back. Yes, he is. And during the break, he's trying to get us laughing and off, gonna, off task. Yeah. I'm going to check out this performance menswear right now. You, yeah, you will. I have, am I. I have a cart already filled just waiting to hit buy. Yeah. Mizzenandmain.com. Yeah, I'm going to check this out. Pants Please polo, continue. Polo, I don't want to stop your show. No, no, I'm kind of distracted, too, because yeah. I want to get to uh-huh. mizzenandmain.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Send me your order. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. What, yeah. <laughs> Check that out. But uh, we've been talking Aggie men's hoops. Uh, the women's team, they play on Sunday at Reed Arena. So you get back-to-back days of home basketball here in College Station. The men against Arkansas Saturday. The women against Florida on Sunday. And, you know, I had to, I got to ask this, though, when you think of the men's basketball game against Arkansas. Does, does John Thornton, when he arrives at the arena for an Arkansas game, does he immediately just get a little bit more heated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Barnhill story. You because, know it. But when I say that John Thornton had some knockdown brag outs <laughs> with the Razorbacks during his time at A&M, I'm not just talking about the playing of the game of basketball. People literally got knocked down, mm-hmm. and people, they probably tried to drag a few of them yeah. off the court. Literal yeah. knockdown yeah. drag outs. And, yes, you brought up Barnhill Arena. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 player uh, and coach. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, John probably had basketball games and boxing matches yeah. at Barnhill yeah. Arena back in the. His 70s reaction to a touch foul cracks me up because he knows when he played that was not a foul. It wasn't even close <laughs> yeah, yeah. to a foul. Yeah, uh, <laughs> different eras, baby. That's for yeah. sure. I wonder, but when it's A and M in Arkansas, he's got to. I think he's got to have a little bit of nostalgia running through. Has him. to. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, when we every time we go up there, um, he uh, he always talks about playing in 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 the old barn. That, yeah. That's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the the teams and the players he played against as well. I mean, and that was that was old Southwest Conference rivalry with that mm-hmm. basketball school. Just the players and the coaches. Just yeah, it's he he does. It's. Uh, it's, can I tell the John Thornton story here from our game against Central Arkansas? Absolutely, you okay. can. If he it's a John a, Thornton story. He has a story yeah. at, against Central Arkansas. So, this so, guy's a legend. Well, Q goes for 31. And Dr. Thornton says, you know, he joins an exclusive club. Now, I know where John is going here. You guys know that John Thornton does not talk about himself, right? Oh, yeah. So if it's a 30-point club, we know John scored 31, right? But I was not going to say that on the air. So I, I had to drag it out when he said he scored 31. That's also an exclusive club, one that I'm in. So he, he admitted that he had 31 against Baylor. Okay. And then he met with Q and he said, welcome to the 31-point club. And Q didn't know. <laughs> but Q was thrilled to know that he, that he joined uh, John in, in that. But, you know, Dr. Thornton will not talk about himself. And I was not letting him off the hook. I made him have to. Have to brag and say that he's oh, yeah. he had a thirty point effort. Yeah, no, you well. have to definitely have to drag it out of him. <laughs> yeah, how many is in that club? I, there's thirty plus eighty eight, yeah. eighty eight guys. Well, eighty eight times it could have been multiple. Yes, for, yeah, for some guys. But yeah, wow, it's a good club. That, oh, and and you're talking about well, we're over a hundred years of basketball around mm-hmm. here. So yeah, well, since stats were kept, probably I guess in the fifties, forties, but yeah, yeah, man, I like that. It's a good club. That is That's a real good nice. club. Uh huh. So, but I thought you were going to say maybe he got one against Arkansas. Like, that, that's a heavy effort oh, yeah. to, 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 to drag those guys up and down the floor yeah. all day and still get in the get 30s. 31. But I don't, yeah. yeah. Arkansas, in his day, it seemed like 
you were just trying to uh, knock a few guys out and get to 50 and get out of there with a win. That's kind of, that's kind of what you, when John yeah. played against yeah. the Razorbacks. You <laughs> earned every point, and you, oh, the closer yeah. you got to the basket, the more you oh, earned yeah, it, it, right? Oh, it was going to hurt more. <laughs> that, you, that, you know, the closer you are to the basket, the higher percentage yeah. the shot yeah. usually is. I'm not sure that rang true at Barnhill Arena in the mid I don't think so. And it, what's really <laughs> interesting is, is – Guys like John, they knew they were going to get hit. They knew it yeah. was going to be physical. And at no point was it like, man, it's it's. they were going to give it right back on the oh, other yeah. end, right? Yeah. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the way you're going to call it. That's yeah. that's the way we're going to play it. It's like you became numb to it and just said, let's play. <laughs> and back then, look, two officials could only see so much, right? It wasn't three. It wasn't like three like it is now. Which, by the way, to send me on a tangent, how come games are called better with two referees than they are with three? more focus i think it is you didn't rely on the other guy as much yeah you had to hone in yeah isn't that interesting that's my guess that's to me that's college (laughs) and that's the that's the nba and i think the other thing that i think is i think we've gotten away from i'm going to call it the feel where you had your veteran officials would say and let's use john thornton as an example hey john cut it out you got your warning Instead of instead of being graded on every single possession like referees are, I think that feel for the game, hey, cut it out. Now, if John did it again, I'm blowing the whistle. You got your warning, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're dumb if you're doing that. Same, but I think we've micromanaged even that part that we've taken some of the feel mm-hmm. out of out of the game. And not that they not that they're I think the way it's being called has changed. Not that the officials aren't as good because they're, they, they see a ton. But to your point, they are such a team, but sometimes you do rely on, oh, did you see it? Mm-hmm. Where lead slot trail, certain spots on the floor you're supposed to see. Nothing bothers me more than, one, an official being out of position, or two, an official where it's not his area making a call. Other than that, but I, I've always said that NBA and college, when it was a two-man refereeing crew, it seemed like they were. It was better called, more efficiently called. Maybe I, I don't know what the right what the right word is there, but uh, but I could just imagine with two though. You you can't see ten people in Barnhill <laughs> under there, man. There must have been some business being given out. <laughs> it will be a topic tomorrow's broadcast. I promise yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> And this Arkansas game tomorrow and the women's game against Florida on Sunday, as we like to say this time of year, it is still part of your holiday. Yep. Oops, half-price package. I was telling Matt on Wednesday that next year you got to hang Christmas lights all around Reed Arena. And as long as this holiday hoops is offered, you don't even take them down. No. They'll come down on like January 22nd yeah. or something yeah. like that, you know. Absolutely. Keep the lights up at Reed Arena and keep the holiday hoops package coming. Man. You yeah, can catch the, uh, A&M and Arkansas in a key SEC game tomorrow <laughs> for half price, folks. Ole Miss game is also half price yes. holiday hoops. It's final one of the year, but mm-hmm. it's a great deal. It's it's cool to see you uh, you can really draw some more of the community out too that maybe doesn't come to a bunch of games when they have a little more free time around the holidays. It's it's fun and come out and you play well and you have fun, get you hooked. I was I was really pleased. I, I love the. I mean, I know the Dallas Christian was rescheduled, right? And they put it in, but it was, you know, for a lot of fans to come in. You've got to be a basketball fan if you're coming to that game, and then they could sit as close as possible. And they really, the ones who were there really appreciate it. And I thought the crowd at Central Arkansas also good for that in between Christmas, New Year's. They came out, mm-hmm. and again, I think this is a team that's going to reward you for coming out. You're going to be entertained, and then you know on. Sunday, 
got to come out and support the women. Again, conference game. They didn't have their first home conference game because that got canceled, having to be on the road. They will absolutely enjoy the support. And that's something I wanted to ask you about, too, as someone who gets to see them every day. Just So we talked about a team who probably shoots it better than they have in the past. You know about their athleticism. I mean, they've got guys that can run and jump all over that floor. And then their intensity and effort on defense. I mean, it feels like, and again, you get to see them all the time, so you can vouch for this. It's an entertaining brand. Yeah, If I you agree. go out and watch this Aggie basketball I agree. Team. You're, you're, you're definitely going to get rewarded. It's that combination of uh, blue collar on defense, right? Because they're going to mm-hmm. dig. They're going to be the first on the floor. Yeah. Any 50-50 ball, they're going to be there. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a big. It doesn't matter if it's a small. They're on the floor diving for the ball. You're going to see, you know, just that that defense. You say it, that intensity. You're going to see them compete. You're going to see, look, when there's a great play on the floor, whether it's taking a charge or whether it's a dunk, please take a look at the bench. That's how you know that players, teams like one another. That joy for one another is something. But you're right, that combination of the intensity to be able to compete, and that's a big word. That is a big word that I don't throw around lightly. They compete. I, I just think it's a style to enjoy. And um, they, they look, they've got to earn it. I, I totally get that. You've got to earn fans coming out. But what they have done, they have embraced Reed Rowdies. They've embraced yell leaders. They have immersed themselves in this culture of A&M. Not just, it's not just basketball culture, and they're inviting you in. They want to be a part of it. So, look, if, if they're fortunate enough to win tomorrow, watch them saw it off with the fans. Yeah. It's just, to me, that's just, that's just fantastic. But you're right. I think it's an entertaining style. It really is. And then we know the ultimate goal every time they hit the floor. You're out there to win. Yep. And, look, if you want to gauge it by that, there'll come a time when you get to February where you're going to start diving into these so-called bracketologists and the net and where do you rank and seeding. Now, I don't think early January is that time. No. You don't dive into that right now. No. But, look, the ultimate goal is to win. Mm -hmm. Well, hey – the other thing, they're twelve and two, correct? And they're one and zero in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. You can't ignore that. With wins no. over Butler, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Oregon State on the road. Yeah, Georgia and, now and on the road. Georgia now on the road. You, you can't you can't take those away. And I, you know, it's funny because sometimes we get so focused on the two in the twelve and two record. I like the way they reacted after each of those. They're mad. They're mad. Mm-hmm. They they let them they let them get away. But they bounced back from Wisconsin and beat Butler almost. Almost uh, came away one and two from Vegas yeah. at the half, and then turned that around. And I wonder if that's one of those turning points. Because, and I'm honest about this, you could you could see in this team in that second half when they knew that their style was wearing down Notre Dame, a team that wasn't deep, didn't go on their bench. They knew they had them, and that's when they put it down on the floor a little bit more. <laughs> we, now we've got them. After TCU, they know they let one get away. They didn't, they didn't play their game, and they've responded since then. So, again, how you respond after losses, how do you respond after wins? You know what I mean? Again, same thing. They just have to play to their identity. They can't be somebody else. They can only be them, and that's what I think they're really learning. I like, too, that they've uh, made it through the non-conference slate with – I don't have a bad loss. When you start playing the really long game, when you start looking at resumes, uh, you know the two losses are, are what you consider good losses. Both of those teams are top 50 RPI or net teams. 
um, the Aggies' chances to incur bad losses are dwindling by the day. There's a couple I'm looking right now. You know, in the SEC, Georgia, uh, Missouri would both be very bad losses. Ole Miss would not be a good a good loss, but. You know, those are early in the season. You build up a little bit of momentum there. And then you start playing the long game as all of these numbers are going to start to elevate as all of these SEC teams start playing each other. Their numbers are going to start to rise. And if you're A&M, you pick up your wins where you can get them. You pick a couple off on the road as well. That resume starts to get better and better and better. Right now, if the tournament was today, the Aggies' net is 56, which means they'd be out. But they wouldn't be that far out. That's bubble. It's it's bubble. it's out. It's on the backside of the bubble. But the point is that they, as they start to play and build up more victories, you know, this team could be in the discussion in late February. Which to me is all you can ask. You've made it through the non-conference slate without a bad loss. So as a resume starts to form, you can go. Eh, well, no, yeah, no, they're they're hanging out. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. So they're in great shape right now. I think they're in great shape. We'll see how the SEC schedule plays out. You're going to suffer a bad loss, maybe two at the most. But for the most part, that means you're also going to get a couple of really nice wins. And like It all kind of balances itself out. But I always like when, when our teams can get through the non-conference slate with maybe a nice feather or two in your cap, and then you avoid those traps uh, that you don't have to – worry about you know you pick up that 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 big win uh the the uh, double overtime game uh, abilene christian, abilene maybe? christian yeah. you know acu is a, a pretty good team and they're a team that's probably going to be fighting for a bid in their conference but had you lost that game that's one maybe that the committee right. circles right now they don't have to now now it turns into a oh well abilene christian is in the tournament uh, and they beat them as they start right. to play with the numbers right. well in notre so, dame, super long game yeah after the aggies beat notre dame the Irish went and picked up wins over Kentucky and North Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something there to watch. Yes, there as is. As far as getting yeah. a power win yep. if Notre Dame. Did. I think Wisconsin's also 12 and 2. They're yeah, one they, they they're beat not just, Iowa bad. Yeah, last not night, just not know. just the eventual champs of that Maui Invitational beating a good Houston team. And I think what Wisconsin's off to a 3 and 1 start in the no, I believe 10. so. I believe so. So, yeah, yeah. certainly and I, it, what even, I don't lose, it can I know they boost lost. your resume as far as the net, right. even though it's a, a yeah. defeat. But see, I so. think as a team, this team also knows we we're up twenty six ten on them. Right. You know what I mean? That was right. the good. The bad, you lost. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I, I told you guys before. I see Andre Gordon. He's coming back. He's with his parents. He's coming back to the hotel. They had gone out to dinner, and he starts saying, "This is what we didn't do. We've got, we've got it." Instead of oh. Uh, let's just forget about it. It's, ah, oh, man, mm-hmm. if we had done that. Like, that's why I, li- I like that reaction to the loss. Yeah. And then Butler wasn't pretty. <laughs> Look, 57-52 is gorgeous at the end. Still a win. <laughs> but, it, but, but, yep. but they found a way, and they found a way to bounce back. And in a tournament, it was the very next day where you don't have a, a ton of time. But they were able to correct those mistakes and, again, impose their defense on a, on a Butler team. And yeah. whether Butler is the same as the Butler in the past – you know Butler's a quality program because one, they're in that field. What they've done in the past, I'm with Matt. They've 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 put together some some solid wins. The other thing I love about non-conference does it get you ready for conference? Mm-hmm. Gary Blair's famous for that, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to play these games because I want to be ready for conference. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not nothing but cupcakes just to make the schedule look good. No, I want my team to be tested for when we get to the conference because I know. We're slugging it out <laughs> every mm-hmm. every single game. All right, more hoops on the other side of the break right here on The Zone. 
Okay, so Matt had his other, air quotes, meeting. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Crawled in, crawled out. Yeah. That's all you get of Matt Simon today, folks. You're stuck with Andrew and I. Yeah. The remainder. Done. Matt's done. <laughs> He's One done. One segment, I'm He's done. done. I bet he went home. It's Friday. It is. Yeah. It's Friday. It's getting close to 2 o'clock. It's early afternoon. He just, I bet he just went he home. He just played us. <laughs> Whole thing. You know what? Play bars and tone till two. We're out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, if he's gonna go, we're gonna go. Bars and tone. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever you gotta do, Louie and everybody back at the station. If Matt quits, so, we're rolling. Someone, out here someone too. call Feinbaum. He's got to come on early. Yeah. <laughs> see how he, see how that goes with him. <laughs> oh. Nah, we're here. We'll take you up to two o'clock at the top of the okay. hour. Okay, but not Matt. No, not Matt. Not Matt. Not Matt. We will crush him on Wednesday. <laughs> for his absence <laughs> on the back end of this show today. <laughs> uh, discussed a lot of men's hoops, and uh, we'll switch it a little bit over to the women's here because you've got back-to-back days of home basketball at Reed Arena this weekend. Tomorrow, the Aggie men at noon take on Arkansas, and then on Sunday, Reed Arena, the Aggie women back in action in SEC play on their home floor against Florida. At 2 o'clock. Been a rough start to SEC play yeah. for the women. Now, you've had to go on the road to face LSU and Tennessee. That's a tall order to begin SEC play. Remember, they got a postponed game right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They were going to play on December 30th, I believe. Yes, and, uh, Vanderbilt. That would have been against Vanderbilt. Yes. So, And that would have been at home. Mm-hmm. That would have been a nice maybe, – maybe a nice way – to get your feet wet in SEC play. You got that taken away. Now, that game, I think a lot of you have heard, if you listen to us on Wednesday, we told you, that game against Vanderbilt at home has been rescheduled for February 10th. So that's when it will be made up. But you didn't get that game to get started in SEC play. So when the schedule changes like that, look what you got to do. You got to go to Baton Rouge and Knoxville to start it all off. But you drop both of them. You're back home now. You do get that first SEC home game now. And really, I, I don't pinpoint must wins in January. I don't no, do no, that. No, I don't. No. I don't really pinpoint no. any game as must win. I mean, no matter who you're playing, no matter what time of year it is, you're going out to win. You know, so it's not must win. But the next game after Florida is at South Carolina, the number one team yeah. in the nation. Yeah. It's an important game, I'll say that. It is. On Sunday. It is. You want to get you want to get that mojo back. There's a reason right. why you're 25 Momentum. in the country. Yeah, yeah you want to mm-hmm. you want to get that back. I I think it's a little more difficult than than people realize. You know, there's there's this thought I think sometimes with fans of, "Oh, man, 13 days in between games, they got a chance to rest." Correct? <laughs> but it's more than just that. Yeah, coaches don't like that. Yeah. They they they're always worried, but look, these student athletes are so good about their off days usually include them taking a trip to the gym <laughs> to lift or shoot or do something. But it's that game situation. Mm-hmm. That's that's from that layout. Coaches yeah. will always say that. Again, you're always going to build in time in December anyway for finals, things like that, so they have more time you know, for, for the uh, academics. But getting back into game now, you're 13 games, and now you've got to walk into Pete Maravich Assembly Center <laughs> and, <laughs> and take on LSU mm-hmm. and then take on Tennessee. And here's what's still there. 
whether it's the number 25 next to the name or the 23 or earlier this season, 17 or 14, that number attached next to Texas A&M on the scoreboard just means that target's there. But when hasn't Gary Blair and his success had a target on his team? You recruit those types of players. But it will be nice to be back home and play Florida. It's coming off a, a loss to Ole Miss. Chance to get right and then get ready. Is South Carolina vulnerable better believe it missouri took them down yeah. last week you know what i mean and then a battle with lsu but for me it's a chance for this team to to get right and to, as as you reiterated that momentum can you get it going we talk about on the in on the on the floor in a game shooters like to see the ball go through the hoop right if you could just do that not shooting well get to the line see it go through the hoop if the aggies can get that win get things right see the ball go through the hoop play the defense that they play uh, punish teams off off turnovers see that then you get right it's a better frame of mind right now they can't they can't do that they don't have that in conference play but on sunday they can change it it could be a, a complete 180 and then they have momentum going forward but it all equates to what is a really important weekend of basketball here at home. Saturday, the men trying to get to 2-0 in SEC play against a good Arkansas team. Sunday, the women trying to get their first SEC win against a very capable Florida team. Just the look and feel of some really important basketball this weekend. And on your home floor and, have we mentioned, at half price, folks. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the holiday hoops package yeah. still in play. Yeah. I, this I, is really the weekend so I think to get out fun. to Reed Arena. I think it makes it fun. It does. I really do. I, I, it's, it's nice to be able to talk about this. It's nice to carry that momentum into a weekend like this. It's fun to anticipate these matchups. And, again, these, these student-athletes have absolutely earned – you know your your attention mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. to come out and mm-hmm. to come out and 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 root for them and they and speaking about both teams they know when you're out there they know oh, yeah <laughs> they, they absolutely you know, know what? It. They and they appreciate too. it and they appreciate mm-hmm. it yes Man. absolutely but i i'm with you it makes it a lot of fun to to anticipate we know what the saturdays are like in the fall we can anticipate those saturdays <laughs> here we go with a saturday and a sunday here at, at Reed Arena, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's against Arkansas for sure. Yeah, that's at noon, the Aggie men against the Razorbacks, and then at 2 o'clock on Sunday, the Aggie women against the Florida Gators. Half-price holiday hoops package still in play for both of those games. Andrew and I are back in just a bit to close out this Friday edition of Studio 12. We're taking you up to the 2 o'clock hour. We're taking you up to the weekend Hope it's a good one for all of you, and we hope to see you out at Reed on back-to-back days. But we close out the show on the other side of the break right here on The Zone. Will and Andrew back with you, about to close out this edition of Studio 12. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We hope you're at Reed Arena for Aggie men's basketball on Saturday and women's basketball on Sunday. And Wednesday was the first show of 2022 for us andrew so we are now we have now turned the calendar yep and we're looking forward to that just a bevy of spring sports here comes you got winter sports rolling along and heading toward the back half of their schedule then the spring sports about to crank up we talk all the time about what the west campus is like in late february and early march and it's just full of excitement full of aggies 
great venues, great full, full of us, us, yeah, yeah. That might be a drawback. I don't know, but either way, we're there. Yeah. Either, yep. either way, we're going to be right there, whether you like it or not. But uh, you know, a lot to look forward to in 2022, and uh, before you know it, our Diamond Sports will crank up. Yeah, it is February 11th is opening day for Aggie softball out of Davis Diamond. February 18th, opening day for baseball under the direction of new head coach Jim Schlossnagel and his staff. So February 18th, opening day for Aggie baseball. and th- But it's all going to get rolling here. Mm-hmm. Tennises, golf, yeah. swimming and diving is kind of already ongoing. It's more of a, a winter-type sport. And then track and field will start to get – been plenty of indoor meets left for track and field. But then you go outdoors at the beautiful E.B. Cushing Stadium. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, you can just catch so much – during the spring here at Texas A&M, and I was noticing you, you take the baseball staff, the new staff, and I, they're up in Chicago right now for yeah. the ABCA convention, the American Baseball Coaches Association convention. I think earlier this morning, uh, Nate Yeske, our pitching coach, had a big speech. And I, I, they're big on social media, that staff. And I saw a picture of the uh, banquet room that coach yeski would speak at and uh, it looked quite large i think i would be a little nervous mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking in front of yeah. the amount of chairs they had set yeah. up in that room but that just kind of goes to show you this staff that's in town now for texas a&m baseball the the jim schlossnagels nate yeski nolan kane michael early i mean and then you take the national convention, what's going on up there in Chicago, and this is a group that is so respected nationally. Yeah. And now you got them right here at Aggieland. Mm-hmm. And the excitement for the start of baseball season, yeah. it's, it's 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 rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm excited to say we're going to have an Aggie baseball hour with Jim Schlossnagel. Yes. Mm-hmm. We will have a we will have a show. We're planning on five of them mm-hmm. uh, throughout the season. Really looking forward to those. I love the idea of one the women's clinic. And then yeah. the first pitch banquet. The alumni coming back. And the former alumni players coming, coming back. back. Yes. I, I think that's awesome. Look, I, I, I really appreciate that Coach Schloss has so much um, appreciation for TCU. And, and it's always going to be a part of him. But has a coach embraced A&M like he has? This oh, has he, been fantastic. You know, we're at the LSU football game in Baton Rouge. He's there. The off-campus bonfire. Yeah. He was there. Yes. And yeah. I mean, he he yeah. He talks so often about the 12th man. I mean, yeah, the, the, he he is ingrained himself mm-hmm. in it and embraced. Yeah. It as well. Yeah, I just he, we saw him at a football practice and I asked him he goes, I like to watch other coaches coach. Mm-hmm. So I know that's not the only one. That's the one I saw him at. <laughs> but it's not the only, you know it's not the only one that he has. And I, I just, I'm, I love that, diving in. I, I'm serious about this. I, I think it's very similar to Jimbo coming here when he did and that recruiting class, what Jim Schlossnagel has done for this class coming in, 2022, and this season. I mean, hitting the ground running might be an understatement for yeah. what, for what he has done. I mean, he has been full go. Yeah. Since his arrival. And you know what? It's it's a staff also that's embraced it. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just gun for hire. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They they, they want to be here, but absolutely know what it is here. Mm-hmm. From having coached against 
but yeah. knowing you know knowing how special this is so yeah I, but you know all all of the spring I, I'm, I'm with you we say it all the time just I, I want one of those wristbands like you get at carnivals and and stuff so I could just go into each <laughs> Maybe a, maybe a punch card too that uh, absolutely you can get some stamps yep. on. Yep, <laughs> and then and then maybe something free comes your way. <laughs> That's right. We got ideas like crazy. Yes, around. we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was talking about on Wednesday at uh, the the both golf programs. I mean, we've gotten to know Garrett Chadwell yes. uh, in this very room. He's come on a couple of times. Love what he's doing. In some ways, you say it's the first year for men's golf under Brian Cortan. Now, that's not a, that's not exactly right. He had the interim label uh, last year, and he's been around Aggie men's golf for quite some time. But his first year as the permanent head coach, all, all excited about what's going to go on at golf. Yeah. And then, and then, always like I say, on the West Campus, if you can get over to Davis Diamond and EB Cushing oh, Stadium, and yeah. the atmospheres and the just how beautiful. Those stadiums yeah. are. I mean, it's so easy to enjoy an afternoon. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the Mitchell Center's right over there. Too. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and both men's and women's yeah. tennis are starting in the yeah. top 25 and, and, so, again. And if so. we were talking about appreciation for seeing fans there, ab- absolutely those student athletes. Mm-hmm. And to be able to engage maybe a little more it's personally. it's not just the venue. It's the environment. Yes, it is. The, the 12th yes, creates it is. At these, I totally uh, agree with that. Unmatched. Yep. That's going to be so much fun. So that's uh, that's going to send us into the spring, and we're looking forward to it. Yes, sir. All right. See you tomorrow at Reed Arena. You got it, my friend. High noon, the Ags and Hogs on the basketball court right here in College Station. That closes us out right here on The Zone. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.